0: Greetings, nerds. This is Sena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont. And with me as always is our Mr. Producer Will Paul Carey doing tonight, Will?
1: Doing very well, Sarah. Happy Tuesday and end of February for you.
0: It's the last day. I I'm trying to remember. Like, I don't know if we've ever recorded on like the last day of February. I don't know.
1: I don't, I don't it's know. possible. Yeah. In six years yeah. it's possible that we've we've done it. But uh yeah, but last day of February and tomorrow, first day of March and The Mandalorian returns.
0: Yeah, I don't think we've ever recorded on the 29th of February, though.
1: No, we haven't done a loop here.
0: Huh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, that's goals, right? Goals. Interesting.
0: <laughs> Granted, we've only had probably one opportunity to do True. So, so.
1: Right, right. But goals. All right, I'm going to look, look on the no. calendar here to see when.
0: Oh, I should have stopped while I was ahead. Jesus, <laughs> man. Uh. Man, so we kind of both had a busy weekend. We, we watched some things, mm-hmm. um, some guilty pleasures, if you will. I, of course, uh, well, not of course, but I put on Outer Branks season three before quote unquote spoilers. I don't know why I like the show. Like, it's not even like I like it. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just a good binge for me. Mm-hmm. Every now and then I need a good binge and I need something that I can literally be doing anything and then look at the t v and know exactly what's going on, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah.
2: it's
0: just it's just good background noise um and I do like some of the relationships on the show. I will have to say after watching the third season in its entirety, second season was better uh third season it was clear that they really wanted to. I mean the first 3 seasons it's a pretty consistent story of adventure and treasure hunting that they're telling um and it's all connected like events mm-hmm. in the this season relate back to the first season which is good um but it was clear that the writers are like okay we don't know if this is going to get renewed for a fourth season and we also just want to wrap this up because we literally can't stretch this anymore <laughs> 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 so that's what we're going to do. Um but they do make the smart decision and and have a little good little not tease even but just a little like hey, and if we get renewed, this is where we're headed for season 4. Um cool. so so I think I think that they made the right choice. Um I'm always surprised by how many people like The Outer Banks because uh, on my timeline at least I saw a lot of people already talking about it and some other reactions to it so mm-hmm.
1: yeah um, I think it I, I want to say that I saw somewhere was that one. it what's that No go ahead No I think I saw somewhere that it was renewed for a fourth season
0: Well yeah
1: or maybe I'm, or maybe I'm thinking about uh, another show um on Netflix but I thought I thought that one was one or maybe or it, or what? Or am I thinking about you?
0: No. Um. Why do I feel like you is already in its fourth season?
1: Okay. Okay. You're,
0: yeah. I'm pretty okay. sure you is already in its fourth
1: season. Okay, so maybe, maybe it was this one. Yeah.
0: You had the original Lifetime season. You had the Love season. You had the Suburb season. Yeah, we're definitely in the fourth season. The
1: okay. London okay. Season. Yeah. Um. But yeah, maybe. Well, I think the reason why I just think I maybe read it here in the local papers here because the uh the, i guess the series is supposed to be based in the outer banks of north carolina um uh, even though uh seen the locations and it's hard as i was joking with you um in, in messages to how i just can't get past the uh the locations <laughs> not being like the like the real thing which i get that but that's just that's just my hang up <laughs>
0: No worries. Like I told uh, you I wasn't going to go see cocaine bear. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> want to go see it because you like uh the the uh the uh 80s nostalgic action stuff, but go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh I did do a non-spoiler review uh for for cocaine bear. Uh so if you if you don't want to get spoiled here in a few in a minute here uh, go check that out because I'm going to go into spoilers for the, uh, for the actual, for the film itself. Uh, but yeah, uh, this was Cocaine Bear. Whenever we were doing our uh, things to look forward to in the first part of 2023, I think I added this one to it when I saw the trailers late last year. Uh, that it was just like, God, this looks so like, even though I don't, um, typically go for the dark humor horror genre. Uh, This, I just, for whatever reason, this one just seemed very intriguing. So spoilers start now. And so the film is based off of a a true, a real story. Uh, There was a situation where uh, some drug uh, drug smugglers did actually dispose of their contraband. Uh, over the forest i believe it was in georgia or tennessee in, in real life and um and a bear really did ingest it all and uh that's where that's where real life ends and this movie picks up uh with uh some people in this national forest where the cocaine was dropped uh this and um Come across this this coked out bear. <laughs> it was. I have to say, this film. It, as I said in my non-spoiler review here, in my spoiler review. This film knows what it is and knows what it what it's intending to do, and it succeeded. I I I I did not go into this thing expecting to enjoy it. I, I was just like, oh, we. I went to a matinee because I was like, you know, it's only you know, it's only a couple bucks, <laughs> you know, instead of full. Mm-hmm full price, but you know it I really, really enjoyed this film um it you know so you know so things sort of progress you know you have your you know there's the jump scare where the bear like gets the, gets the first hiker, and uh this couple were um in the woods and wanting to they were like making out their wedding plans and stuff, and you know just like your typical eighties fair whenever things you know when things go south in these types of films and then we um and then we we get to uh our our you know the 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 leads uh carrie russell plays a a mom single mom in the film and her daughter is uh skipping school with with it with her uh, best friend and uh and of course they're going to go see this the the waterfalls uh that uh carrie russell's character was supposed to take her daughter for to, but she had a comp, she had a date to come up and, and so she couldn't make it. So, so the friends go into the woods. Um, they come across some of the cocaine. Uh, the kids, of course, like, you know, they like intersperse the, the mid 1980s ads, like, don't do drugs and stuff. You know, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. You know, those, those things were like all sprinkled in the film. And, uh, these kids like tried to like eat the cocaine <laughs> nice. and, yeah, of course. And um and then the bear comes out. They they run into the bear stash and the bear like goes, you know, goes batshit crazy. Uh you no, know, because they uh were were messing with the stash and um yeah, but you know things progress and uh you know there's a crazy park ranger who's like flirting with uh, one of the natural uh, uh resources guys that's out there and they get you know there's a whole whole subplot with them. Uh there's a whole sub there and then, of course, uh, Ray Liotta, the late Ray Liotta, was his last film. Um He plays the the kingpin whose drugs were were disposed were, were like tossed out of the plane, and so he sends his son, who's played by Alden Ehrenreich, who you know, a lot of folks probably remember him from, you know, obviously from Solo and and I think he was, was he in a, in a couple other films as well. Um, and O'Shea Jackson Jr. Uh, they go to retrieve this stuff. And so, uh, they run into some kids and the O'Shea Jackson Jr. runs into some kids in the, uh, bathroom and, um, beats them down because they were trying to like, they were all cooked. They found the cook themselves. And of course they were high. So it was just, you know, things go on. I mean, the, at, at the end of the movie, um, right, you know, the, the, uh, bear ends up, um, you know, do it. there's a bunch of jump scares, a lot of funny moments. Uh, the bear ends up, um, not dying. Uh, so they're definitely and, 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 and keeps this coke. So at the end of the day, uh, they're definitely setting this thing up for, for future, for future franchise. <laughs> Cocaine Bear 2 coming your way soon. But, hey. uh, I, like I said, I, I really enjoyed it and I, I, I'm glad I actually. Indulged in a little guilty pleasure and uh, and checked out the film.
0: Cool. Well, yeah. I'm glad that you fun. had fun.
1: Yeah, fun Saturday afternoon movie.
0: Yeah. Man, poor Ray Liotta. It's last yeah. movie. He went out with Cocaine Bear, and he was in Goodfellas, Karina, Karina, and a whole bunch of other good movies.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he, he was actually pretty good at this, too. I mean, he, he sold it out. And, it, you know, it's <laughs> <was> directed <laughs> by this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's directed by Elizabeth Banks and uh, Lord and Miller were actually the, uh, producers. So, so that, you know, they, I, I, I know a lot of people were like down on Elizabeth Banks, especially after, uh, Charlie's Angels, but she did a really good job in this film, I thought.
0: Nice. So we're going to talk Picard and it is, I'm still kind of like, why does Will want to talk Picard with me so much? Um, because this show has clearly moved into a section where viewers who are not diehard Trek fans struggle. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not, it's not so much as like the plot is pretty simple in my mind, but any reference, any like, there's, there's a lot of, so I keep thinking about having watched the first two episodes of season three. I keep mm-hmm. thinking about how. Since we started the show, the first season was the most, I think, independent Mm. season. It definitely had its tie-ins, especially later on as things began to unfold. But early on, it felt like a very fresh new story. I'm not saying that this one doesn't, but it just felt like, okay, if you haven't been a diehard Trek fan, but you have watched... Maybe a movie, maybe a show here and there. You, you kind of understand most of what's happening and, and a lot of it's like not is heavy in the lore. And then the second season, it started to drift a little. Um, and, um, and then we have the third season, which is, it's pulling all the chips in. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just yeah. like, yeah. no, this is going to be our last ride. We're gonna do this, and we're gonna have all of the Easter eggs all of the the little details that die Hard Trek fans are gonna love. I got none of it um i I did listen to the geek buddies review um they explained stuff i don't i don't still don't really understand half of it, but um yeah i <laughs> I feel like you. You like when I disappoint you. I don't know. <laughs> well, I know you love this franchise.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 part of the reason, and I, and I think I want to talk to you about it. One because I do want to do love the franchise, and 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 I know you know I did do a um episode one uh re review uh to kick us to kick us off, but. Uh, but I do, I, I will, I will admit that, um, there are some things that it will hit harder for fans of the Star Trek universe than, uh, than the, say a casual viewer, like, like you said, the person who, yeah, you watched a movie or two, you know, you may have come across the next generation, any one of the next generation or any one of the shows, uh, you know, as you're surfing or, you know, or if you're, you know, have family members who like Star Trek, and you just, you know, it was a sort sort of on the background and stuff. So, I, I definitely get that.
0: Yeah. Which speak about Rafi. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let's Did let's let's ever, get it through the episodes. Yeah.
0: Do they ever know what to do with her? Because <laughs> I've I've watched her now. Was she in? I think she was in season one. I don't yeah. know. She just seems like her her story is always has always throughout this this show I'm not talking about the whole entire lore but just this show mm-hmm. always seems to me like the most like removed from what's going on with Picard <laughs> it's kind of mm-hmm. like they want to make a raffi show but she she's not that compelling in my opinion um, so they just kind of sneak her story in and mask it as quick, hard show. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense. There's just, I'm still trying to figure out what it is that bothers me about it. Um, but it just, it just seems like at, by the end of the second season, she seemed very happy. And then we meet her in this season. And it's like, okay, how much time has gone by? Where are we? What? what is happening with these characters, but
1: yeah,
0: and particularly yeah. her, but
1: yeah, yeah, I agree. So Rafi, yeah, I, so Rafi was a new character that was introduced in this series. So, okay. so she did not have any, um, she was not in the next generation when it was in its original seven year run on TV, nor any of the, any of the movies. So, um, so when we first, and so when we first meet her in season one, yeah, she is definitely, you know, in her dark place because they, they, they reference, you know, and, and to your point with this third season, uh, her history of drug abuse is looms over everything that is going on with her storyline. When we first see her in, in the, the first episode, uh, she is on Metallus Prime, uh, it wasn't clear if she was like undercover or if she was having she's falling off the wagon, especially whenever she was in the in the entertainment district there when she was talking to the Orion, the green skin guy um, and, but, and trying to find information about this. The super weapon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what just bothers me about yeah. her character is that I feel like we're we're repeating the same beats that we did with the first season with her. Hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the second season was kind of like, let's push those aside. But now yeah. we're back to where we started.
1: Yeah, I would agree to second season in particular, both Rafi and and seven. It was like they were it seemed that they were having a very hard time to fit them into the overall arc of, of season two.
0: OK, yeah. so it's seven. Because I looked it up on IMDb, because I'm like, I'm pretty sure her name is Seven, but for some reason, I'm like, is it Nine? And I looked it up on IMDb, and they lied to me.
1: It's it's Seven of Nine. So that was her her Borg designation.
0: Yeah, it didn't say Seven of Nine on IMDb. It said Nine.
1: (laughs) Mm, IMDb is wrong. (laughs)
0: Freaking IMDb, you're good for nothing. Um, Yeah. yeah. How... you know, it is it is cool. Well, I don't know if I would say it's cool, but um, I do like this whole setup with Picard and Legacy, mm-hmm. especially because as much as I liked the first season, it really didn't feel like Picard's show. Mm-hmm. This season, I think we are like really getting that, um, whether it be his final farewell or not. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I know, I know, I know, uh, Jonathan Franks, who plays Riker, he, he, you know, they, they've teased, like, oh, well, even though this may be the end of, yeah, uh, this, this series, uh, we may see, and even Terry Metallis, the showrunner, has, you know, has, has put it out there thoughts like, well, we may see these characters in other iterations of Trek. So, but right. yeah, you're, uh, you're right, though. It is, it is sort of setting up like it's, this is Picard's final, run. it's yeah. clearly John Luke's final run.
0: And I, and the more I think about the first two episodes, it's when, when they have that conversation about legacy, that little, little tease, it kind of splits into two different forms of it. Like you have your, your achievements with your career and your success, especially for someone like Picard who right. his job has been his life for so long right? Um, and he's pushed family side. And so at the same time, You also are confronted with, Oh, I have a son I didn't know about. Yeah. And what does that mean? Um, and, and how do I deal with that? Especially because I'm, I'm a person, I'm a person, I can be a renegade because I don't have that emotional. Like there's not somebody who I know is depending on me. It's Mm -hmm. very easy to be a renegade and not have family bonds. Right. Um, but I also, if this really is, like the farewell, they might kill him by the end of the se- season.
1: Kill Jack or Picard.
0: Picard.
1: I don't. Yeah, I was. I was thinking, and this is where
0: he's gonna sacrifice himself for his son. <laughs> that's my prediction that, right now. That people. that would,
1: you know that would be the that would be the might be that's sort of the inverse of what happened with Kirk and his son because. Um one of the things I was try whenever we were first starting to discuss the 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 show you know the and to your point about lore um this show really leans heavily in the in the trilogy of films uh, Star Trek 2 II, 3 and 4 with mm-hmm. the original crew right. and um and Star Trek 2 Um, you know, there was, you know, there was the similar themes that, uh, Kirk was dealing with when he was celebrating his, uh, 50, I think 52nd birthday where he was facing, you know, whereas Picard, you know, this series is like, you know, I is, I don't need a legacy. Kirk was having that midlife crisis himself. As far as, as far as like, what is my legacy? I'm now in a desk job. You know, Admiral Kirk, like now we have Admiral Picard. There's so many like similarities that have been sort of set up with this series and and past um, episodes. And one of the things that in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, Kirk also learns that he has a son, uh, David Marcus. Um, And uh, David in Star Trek III actually sacrifices himself when the klingons were trying to um when it when they were trying to kill Spock who who had been re reanimated on the uh genesis planet uh that was what created at the end of Star Trek 2 which was the genesis device that um Khan was after and so i guess to your point maybe that is where they're going here they'll do the inverse where uh Picard will instead of you know Picard's son dying and maybe Picard himself, you know, trying to, trying to save, uh, Jack from, from Baddock, uh, or, or potentially Lore, uh, who is, uh, you know, data's brother.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I just, I don't know. When I, when I was listening to the geek buddies talk about it and, um, what you're saying about all of the ties, what they're doing to kind of, put a twist on those movies it seems Mm -hmm. like the the smart choice well not not smart choice it seems like the logical choice Mm -hmm. um and if picard lives and his son dies i i I will um be a bit mad because i don't like it when you introduce people just to kill them in a way Yeah. yeah like like, yeah, and I know we haven't talked about Last of Us, and they do that pretty much every episode. <laughs> um, I get that, I totally yeah. understand that, but we're talking a full season, a man who we've like will's been watching forever, mm-hmm. <laughs> probably as long as I've been alive um <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh and you're gonna finally give him a son only like, and it just it doesn't. It doesn't, it wouldn't fit the theme of legacy.
2: Yeah. Like if their,
0: if their intention is really to show both sides of legacy mm -hmm. and have it kind of collide, um, for Picard this season, then him sacrificing himself for his son makes more sense than his son sacrificing like the other word, especially because Jack is introduced to us as this con man, as mm-hmm. this person who are you playing us or are you for real? Um, here's your track record. You're, you're clearly, um, wanted by the Federation. Granted, Federation seems to be playing everybody right now. Yeah. Um, but so. Yeah.
1: Another yeah. thought. Yeah. And another thought too is, uh, you know, I'll, you know, thinking about as we we're discussing the sacrifice- who may or may not sacrifice themselves. And, you know, and, and again, going to another theme from those, from those films, and it, it really permeates throughout Star Trek is this whole notion of the good to the many outweighs the good, the needs of the few or the one or the good and that push pull, the converse of that. Um, you know, I it, whenever whenever JJ Abrams, Reboot the Wrath of Khan and his Star Trek series. Uh, he, he kind of flipped, he, he, flipped the script where spoiler alert, if you haven't seen that film, um, fast forward to this part, but at the end of Star Trek two, Spock sacrifices himself to save the Enterprise and the crew from when the Genesis device blew up, it, uh, inside the, Re- the Reliant, the ship that Khan, um, hijacked. Um, in the JJ film, it was Kirk who say, who, um, sacrifices himself to do, not to do really. that. Not really. So, um, I, you know, maybe, I don't know. Don't,
0: don't say it well. They better not pull some JJ Abrams bullshit in this. <laughs>
1: but, well, and that's where, and that's where my concern is. Like, if they flip the, they flip the script and do the Picard, you know, John Luke sacrificing himself for everything. Then that's the JJ story treatment. And I just, yeah. I don't know. I just,
0: no, no, no. In JJ, Kirk still lived.
1: Right. But, but then, yeah. And, you know, and, and the thing is, I'm glad you brought that up because Picard's already been re, reanimated once because, you know, at the end of season one, you know, and, and even Vodic references that in the second episode. Yep. You know, with the, you know, so they've played that card with, with John Luke. So I can't, yeah, like, you know.
0: 1900 lives so yeah. if you if they're gonna do it they better do it. <laughs> like yeah. i i am still, like i when the moment you said and then the sacrifice i was like that was not a sacrifice that was like oh we're gonna do this but not really <laughs> because mm-hmm. we want to make another movie yeah. oh my god that movie pissed me off so much and i'm sure a lot of people but
1: still yeah yeah oh, yeah. oh my but, God. Yeah. So if this is, you know, but to hook to your point about legacy and other things, I mean, that and, and the themes that they're picking up in this series, um, that, that is a very plausible outcome that this time, John Luke will, we, we will lose John Luke for good this time.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I do know that there's a theory that Ralph, Rafi could be yeah. the one who sacrificed, but, <sighs> So so here's the thing, okay? Yeah. In this episode or in the second episode, she's mm. confronted or she meets up with her her ex, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. And her her ex gives her a choice, the job, mm-hmm. like two favors, the job or you can see your son, and she chooses the job. So yeah. if she sacrifices herself and it's not to like save her son, but it's to save like everyone else, it doesn't it the the character has never really, in my opinion, the character has never really overcome, like, seeing the bigger picture. Like, she yeah. clearly has always wanted to be a mom, but between whether it be the drugs or the job, because she has mm-hmm. a clear addiction to be to the job as well, as much as the drugs were a problem. Yeah. Um. It's like she it's like when we see her in the first episode, she has. Um, she's been clean, but she still has these tendencies, even her in her body movement, of like you're an addict of something. Um, mm-hmm. you're acting very obsessive right now. And and that's what I think what he sees and why he gives that choice. And so I don't feel like which which is arguably the wrong choice. Yeah. And I don't feel like if she sacrifices herself then that that thread has come to a good conclusion in terms of character growth.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I heard that I've heard I've seen some of that theory out there as well. And and, and to me for all the things you just said, I agree. And also I just don't feel like it would be earned.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: It just yeah, I mean it just, you know, at least when Data, for example, sacrificed himself at the end of Star Trek Nemesis, that and then, you know, and then he had you know, his real death um his final death uh, in, in, at the end of season 1 in Picard those things all felt earned to me i, I mean and especially his second his, when he really did die for good uh it, it, it you know that was the that was the appropriate arc for that character but i don't feel like this for, for Rafi, yeah she may she may end up sacrificing herself but i don't see that being like the um you know the 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 the, the thing that's going to like close the series out. I mean, I, I, you know, it may be a death that happens, but not not, not the V death that's going to like at the end of the day um be the the consequential one that's going to, you know, save the, save the universe.
0: Right. Right. Damn it. The universe needs saving again. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh,
0: what else? Is is uh Beverly the Red Lady?
1: No. So the red lady, uh, in the first episode was, uh, Captain Rachel Garrett, who was the commander of the Enterprise C, the ship that was the immediate predecessor to John Luke's first Enterprise. Okay. So she, yeah, so it was just, yeah, I think it oh, was
0: it was, it was a target.
1: Yeah, it was just a target. That's okay. all it was. Yeah, it was, okay. yeah, yeah, it was a target at that recruiting station that, that, uh, on Metalis Prime. Wow. And then, and then, you know, in another, in, yeah, you know, and I like, I will say, and I mentioned this in, uh, in my episode one review, and then my gut and many other people's guts were confirmed with this. Uh, whenever I saw, whenever her contact, um, that she was trying to arrange a face to face with, I mean, the, you know, and again, this is to your point about how when we started, how, um, to, Non-Star Trek fans, um, or people who haven't followed the series as close, you wouldn't pick up on these kind of things, but I did immediately. I was like, Oh, that's Worf. I mean, I sitting, there, I remember sitting there with my wife. I was like, we were watching. I was like, Oh, I think that's Worf. And, and sure enough, it ended up being him whenever he rescued her, um, from, from the, from Sneed, the Ferengi, uh, at the end of episode two. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, it's I, you, you, so a very, your point is very well taken that, you know, some things that are, that happen in this show. Um, if you haven't followed Star Trek closely, it may seem new and like, Oh, wow. That's a pretty good story twist for some of, you know, for other fans. It's like, I, I mean, I still enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I, I you know, and, and I, and I like the way that they're using. Instead of just like having everybody show up at once and then we're just going off on this grand adventure, I'm liking how they're sprinkling, they're reintroducing all the characters. And one of the things that really, um, you know, when Picard was with Jack and the brig and they had the interrogation scene, um, when, I, you know, when Shaw was giving Picard a chance to, um, give, give, give him a reason to, you know, not turn Jack over, um, you know that where they were discussing how you know john luke seems to be living in the past but you know look around everyone else is like moved on with their lives and and you know i thought that was a really you know especially like for example beverly you know picard was like beverly would never do this and think it's like really you haven't talked to her in 20 years (laughs) you know you know do you really know the people that you worked with all those years ago when you haven't seen them and so you know so i'm really looking forward to seeing how things sort of unwind with that. Like, for example, you know, we saw Deanna and will in season two, season two. Yeah. Um, on Picard, you know, they were together on their, you know, retired and, and all. And, um, you know, now we find out that they're estranged, you know, their marriage broke up for some, or at least they're estranged right now. And, you know, you know, learning what caused their marriage to like, go sideways. You know, those are some of the things that I'm sure you know we'll we'll get as the as the season progresses. So I'm really liking how they're doing that in the series. And then um uh, I can't before we close out the review, I just gotta like talk about Captain Shaw. And um he uh I, I I'm really I wasn't sure about that character um at first, but I'm really liking what they're doing with them. Um in Bye. that yeah. In that, you know, he could easily, it's, they could easily made it a, a, a one dimensional, you know, I'm just going to follow the rules by the book kind of Starfleet captain that we've seen in, in other, other uh, shows and stuff. But, uh, there's, there's definitely some layers and, and nuances to his, to that character, especially as he, you know, whenever he was deliberating whether or not to turn Jack over, but then Picard, like, you know, when Beverly shows up on the bridge and they have that moment and he and Beverly and Picard have that moment and he finally admits after Riker's been like all episode, like, John Luke, just, just, can't you see it? <laughs> just go ahead and admit it. But, um, Shaw recognized the situation, was okay with John Luke taking command of the ship and then following on with Picard's Direction took the ship into the, into the nebula, which, you know, again, was a good tactic, given that they were tactically, you know, had no chances against the strike, uh, you know, Baddock ship. And so, you know, so I think if we're seeing, even though he may be a by the books kind of guy or whatever, he also recognized, you know, he also recognizes that, um, th- there, there are some times when even though he may grumble about it, these guys are right. And uh I've gotta take these actions to save my ship and crew. Um so those are some things about that. And then Vatic, of course. You know, uh what do, what did you think about about her?
0: Oh, I I honestly um, I mean between her and Shaw, to me they both seem very characters, like character mm-hmm. that I've mm-hmm. seen before. Like I would I I wasn't that impressed by either one of them. Hmm. Um, yeah.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I've, I mean, I you know I think uh, again it and it, my fanboy them was like, oh yeah yeah, yeah. I'm seeing her father Christopher Plummer. <laughs> <laughs> his uh his uh, she was channeling Kang, but but uh, but also I think the thing that what I liked about Vatic was her she did her homework because. You know, she, 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 one, she referenced, as we talked about earlier, she referenced Picard's, um, synth body, but also the fact that, um, Shaw, you know, there was some issues in his psychological profile, uh, that she was, that she was, you know, trying to, you know, she, she knows some things that it seems like he was broken at some point or something that's in his background that she was going to try to exploit in the situation. So. Uh, you know, and it threw him, you know, and I liked the fact, you know, whenever she brought that up, it definitely like threw him off for a minute, um, uh, during their, during that scene. So, you know, those were some of the other things that, uh, that I really liked about the, um, you know, the, the second episode. So, but yeah, there was, you know, I, I, am I, for me as a fan, this was the four, the three seasons of Picard, at least so far, this is what I was hoping it, we would have. Gotten the last two seasons as a whole. I mean, and both, you know, and both the previous two seasons did start out pretty strong as, you know, we both talked, as we, we, when we reviewed them and then they hit some rocky middle, middle places. So I'm hoping that they, you know, third time's a charm and they, they won't have that happen, uh, this time.
0: Yeah. Well, we will see. All right. So that brings us to last is last of us left behind episode. Will, what did you think about this episode?
1: So I, I like this ep I like the episode. I mean, it was a good episode. Wasn't my favorite. Um, didn't, for whatever reason, I watched it twice to make sure I wasn't like dead. My, my initial dead inside reaction (laughs) was just wasn't, wasn't just a, Aberration, but was that's how I really felt. And 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 while I, pre, I really enjoyed it, I, I didn't it didn't hit me from the as hard as say Frank and Bill or Henry and uh, Sam. Uh, I don't know if it's just they just already wrung all the emotions out of me, and I just like I can't cry anymore. <laughs> 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 uh, um,
0: you got too so it's left to test that
1: theory. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but, um, it, you know, I, it was, I, I mean, I felt like it was, um, I mean, I hit, you know, it, it, I, I mean, I did feel like, oh man, um, this really sucks, you know, as far as their, their story and, 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 you know, and both, uh, storm Reed and, um, Bella just, just killed it. I mean, the acting and everything was just, was just on point. Um, but yeah, I just didn't have the same emotional response as I did with the other two episodes, the other two like gut punch episodes, or even like Pedro's like, um, you know, whenever he was in, um, you know, in episode six with some of the things that, you know, you know, going through, uh, especially the scene with Ellie and Joel when they um had that moment where he was like, I got, I can't, I can't take you anymore. So right. yeah,
2: right.
0: yeah so i i'm kind of the same i know that retrospectively whether it be a month from now a week from now looking back on this season this this episode will rank lower for me than some of the other ones and it's i mean to your point it's it's like okay i love chocolate (laughs) now rank your favorite chocolate well i like them all (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, it's so you're telling me of the best show right now you're gonna put this one as like the weakest episode maybe there's a few two, i think one or two others that might be below it but i think in terms of looking at this from a season perspective it makes sense the placement of it i don't think mm-hmm. you should have told this um, story from Ellie's past in any other place. I personally would hate it. And I will say yep. that what they're leading to without giving spoilers away did feel very awkward when I was watching, um, people play the game or wa- listening to them discuss it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very weird thing, um, because I mean, we're going from Joel being like stabbed that was a stab wound right yeah
2: yep, yeah yeah yeah. 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 Yep.
0: yeah so so i think i think into this very dire situation and then you're you're still there in that house um i did like the aspect of the horse being inside i don't know that was cute yeah.
2: Yeah, was. um
0: <laughs> and and then you're and then you're taken to this this past and and you like maybe maybe what should have happened is i think i think they they drug out the the five or the seven wonders of the wall of the the mall a little bit too much where mm-hmm. i was like okay get there get there and then um and I, and i know they didn't do this in the in the game either not the last of us but the left behind game but they don't There's, there's not that closure we're used to. Mm -hmm. There's the, the hint at it, the, I mean, they've been hinting at it for a while now about what happens, Mm -hmm. but, and so maybe that's why it didn't hit as much because despite the tragedies that we've seen others, um, seen have happened, it's still closure. It still is like, okay, we know moving on to the next chapter, um, and and I go back and forth by thinking that is a really smart thing to do, especially at this point in the season where, again, you you run the risk always of you, are you doing the same thing over and over and over again, you're yeah. putting or are you putting a new spin on it? And so in a way, I think that was a smart choice not mm-hmm. to, do, especially if they didn't do it in the game,
2: because. I agree
0: the The people who have played the game now aren't getting their closure either, <laughs> yeah. but, but I mean it's it's and it's hard to even say that when like a lot of the signs are pointing towards Ellie ends up shooting her mm-hmm. um and um that's the first life she took, yeah. and to have that be someone she was in love with um someone she relied on, much like Joel. Like it's hard in the moment I'm like, Oh my God, just get there. And then they get there and I'm like, okay, thank God. Let's go to the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) I have to wait a week. But then when, when I sit down and, and think about it from a structured narrative, it, it it makes sense. It, it makes sense. Um, maybe it's also because there just wasn't enough Pedro. Okay. We're talking, we came from an episode where the man had people bawling their eyes out just because he was sitting on a stool talking to his brother. (laughs)
1: Yeah. 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 He He was like Performer of the Week last week from, uh, you know, TV (laughs) launch.
0: And and I'm not, and again, this is not about comparing, like, the performances from Storm and Bella because they... It has nothing to do with them. It has something more about the pacing of the episode mm-hmm. and and just that that ability that in past episodes where you have really been hit by a gut and it hit in the gut and it's not necessarily last week's episode prove it doesn't have to be because someone died.
1: Right, that's the thing. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. It, it it can be because of the circumstance and the situation, and them making it very clear that the fear isn't just about becoming an infected. It's like there's bigger fears that these characters are dealing with. Um. Yeah, and and you know what? I, um, when you you sent me a message the other night after watching it, and or no, you sent me a message today saying. Yesterday saying there was a very interesting factoid in the left behind podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Last of Us podcast after show yeah. um, with Troy Baker. But, um, and so, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll listen to that because my routine is to listen to that before we record. Um, and I had already written my notes, like the mm-hmm. rundown notes, and I put in there like, why the heck does this feel like a stranger things episode? <laughs>
1: That, you know, yeah, I saw that in your notes. And honestly, when I was watching it Sunday night, I'm glad you put that there. That was Sunday night when I watched it for the first time. Right. I got that was my vibe. Honestly. Yeah. That was my honest to god vibe. Whenever I saw you, when I saw we when you when I opened up the notes yesterday and I saw you had that there, I was like, okay, we're okay, we're like <laughs> meeting other challenging each other here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. we're we're yeah. definitely on the same journey with this show together. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, for real, yeah. for real.
0: And I think I think it's because Stranger Things has this ultra nostalgia vibe, mm-hmm. and then especially in the fourth season where you had that what was his name? Oh, the, um, I feel like it started with a V, but I'm I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, it was sad. It was uh, what's. Yeah. What's your name's brother? Oh, gosh. Uh, I can't remember his name, but yeah, I know who you're talking about.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. So, so you, you had, you had this like demon underlord creature mm-hmm. um, who would come and hunt down these children. And, and I'm pretty sure like in season three, one of the big climaxes occurred in a mall.
1: It happened we, in a mall. Yeah.
0: yeah. 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 So, so especially when they took that like, these two are having fun. No one's around. Oh wait, we're going to go. And oh, look, there is an infected. There's one. Um mm-hmm. that moment when they revealed the infected felt so stranger things. So I thought when I was going to listen to the podcast they they were going to say, "Yeah, we use the same set. from <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. no. But no, they they said something different. So what what did they say?
1: Yeah, so they they were wanting to shoot the mall because, again, they, you know, just to give context, the episode was what, you know, it was a nostalgia trip. And I think that was part of the motivation. They were trying to find the mall. Uh, they found a space, but it was a one level. And it, it did have a small escalator. So they basically, like, used that. And then uh, so it was a mix of practical effect where they built, some, you know, built part of the mall on the soundstage. And then the scene when they, when, uh, Riley flicks the lights is actually VF, VFX and to, yeah. And, and, but that's when I got the strength. Well, honestly, whenever she flicked the lights on, that's when I got the stranger things, Bob,
2: mm-hmm.
1: when I saw the entire mall from the second floor, um, you know, during, during the episode and yeah, yeah and that's when I first got it. And from that point forward. Yeah, I had the feelings like you had where they were, it, it, it seemed for, for, it did seem that they were padding things. And not, but not necessarily in a bad way because there were some important like moments that happened. Like, you know, for example, the, the awkwardness of, you know, when they went to the Victoria's Secret and, and, you know, you know, it, it it reinforced the the awkward teenage love that they that both have for each other and, and for whatever reason can't, you know, they can't express it because, you know, another thing, too, you have to remember the context of, you know, this, you know, what it, it was like, um you know, the, you know, so. It's the early, that,
0: the early like 2000s. Early 2000s, yeah.
1: Capital.
0: It's a different. Right. It's yeah. a different
1: time when um, yeah. being gay was yeah more
0: Not, less acceptable than that's
1: acceptable I, exactly. There's that. Um, there's you know, and also like you know, there were other like you know, whenever in a photo booth, and they're like you know, talking about screenshots. So there were like things like that that like were were nice little bits, but, but yeah.
0: I know. I was just gonna say that. Um, We I've been talking about this since day one. Like the interesting thing about Ellie and especially in terms of the show versus the game is you're more able to get your mind wrapped around the fact that this is a girl who was born into this world post outbreak day. Mm -hmm. And so they they in this episode, you see it because you not only have her, you have Riley. So now you have two kids who are in a mall. Like we, a lot of, I grew up in Alaska. I know a little bit about what it's like to go in a mall. Granted, I have to like fly, but whatever. Anyway, so, so a mall and then it's, and it's allowing the writers to, to play with this idea of making the viewers feel Nostalgic for a certain Mm -hmm. time and and to really get across like young love adolescence while at the same time like just when you think oh this is like any any show featuring two teenage girls no 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 this is still last of us (laughs) right (laughs) so they don't know what a screenshot is they don't know why and I mean, they've sprinkled that in, especially um, throughout the season with Ellie, as I think it was last week's episode where she reads that diary and is like, this is what all of the girls like were obsessed about all of the, like, it's a different world. And so in a way, um, and maybe that's also why it gave off that Stranger Things vibe is because you again have this like time capsule where you yeah. you feel like these characters what they're going through are very relatable um uh-huh. but then at the same time it's worked in this fantasy horror situation um uh-huh. that that comes out at just the right time um yeah so it's it's a really it's an interesting it's more I think it's more interesting to talk about this episode than it actually was to go watch it just because i i still yeah. i'm still think i'm gonna hold fast on i don't think it was paced perfectly yeah i think yeah. there could have been some stuff shortened a bit i think the writers got a bit too lost and and by writers i mean writer because this is the only episode where neil Druckmann, um the creator of the game and showrunner um wrote by himself
1: yeah yeah i I would agree as they, uh, it could have been tightened up a bit in, in that yeah. respect. Um, yeah, I, I think, uh, cause I, I just, I remember what I was watching it the first time. And even when I rewatched it, I was like, they were just, the bit, the, 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 the things were just going a bit, just a bit long. And, 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 you know, it's like product placement for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: well, yeah, I, yeah, you know, you know, I, mean, um, I, I, I was listening kind of funny talk about this episode and they made a good point. Um, the it's it's clear. Neil loves video games and comic books and all of that to the point where he the the references were more about the time and less about brands, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, um,
0: yeah. So, so. Well,
1: yeah, and I know it's yeah. a practical matter. I know it was just that was one of the things they talked about was it, the reason why it was Mortal Kombat instead of the other um, another. I guess the one they had actual game was you know some licensing issues because I mean they both are owned by Warner. So. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: but I think you're but you're right about the the kind of funny people. I think that you know that. Not about so much the brands But I think that was Maybe that's what it was I felt like And maybe that's why emotionally I just felt like in a different place Because I was It, it was it, it was more about the things That were going on Instead of the people
2: Hmm Hmm Interesting
1: Um So I, You know So I, You know Maybe I got too wrapped up In the nostalgia yeah, to the, to the point where it 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 took me away from like the 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 emotional like story that they were telling about Ellie and and Riley, um, and what eventually what what ended up happening at the end of, you know at the end where they were both um you know, bitten by the uh by the infected.
0: Well, and it also might have been distracting from the. The more show based convers or the more real their real world conversation about the difference between Federer and the Flyerflies. I mean, these are two yeah. young girls yeah. who who are are having a conversation about the government versus the rebel, <laughs> like a yeah. very intense conversation, and and it's um it's It's similar to something maybe you would see Tommy and Joel talk about like the pros and cons of that mm-hmm. or or it's just it's just interesting, but I think it did get lost in as you're as you're more focused on the environment and that feeling of they're finally in a quote unquote safe place or in a place where they can like be kids mm-hmm. um and yet they're talking. About their kids in a mall talking about um bombing other yeah. people and 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 it's just it's just um very it's it's sad in a way that yeah. that it gets lost um a bit when you're actually watching it um and and um yeah. yeah but but no you you make a you make a good point with that.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, because I mean, that, that was, I'm glad you brought up about the, 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 the discussion about Fedra and the Fireflies, because, you know, again, that was, that's been a theme, you know, even at the beginning of the episode, whenever she, w- when Ellie was, um, with the captain and, um,
0: yeah, she was, and, she was being threatened to be put in the hole again.
1: She's yeah. Like, yeah. or not I mean, even threatened.
0: She's like, "Where is it?"
1: <laughs> yeah, where is yeah? Put me on it. I'm ready. Uh, yeah, I can. I can do another, another you know day or two in yeah, there. I
0: there anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. You but know, I mean, it,
1: it was just like it, these. Oh, yeah. Go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just gonna say, um, because another big there something that I think gets a little muddled, um, or a little lost was this they present them as the same and then the firefly fl- thing comes up and suddenly they're different, but they're different even before that. Yeah. Um. And I don't remember the line of dialogue, but there's a very brief line that Riley has that says, you don't know what it's like to have parents. Right. So, so, and that's what makes her want to choose the fireflies over Fedra. And meanwhile, Bel are, um, Ellie's in her mind. She's like, I just spoke to the captain. He gave me two life choices. I ain't got nothing, <laughs> and I don't want to be <laughs> shoved of shit. So this this is more of a promise. While the fireflies, I don't I don't know what world they're trying to save because I don't understand it. Like I understand yeah. this one. Um. Yeah. So yeah. And,
1: it's yeah, and go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, that they really do, yeah, I mean, Ellie, this is the comfort. The Fireflies, you know, we, it is, yes, Fedra, you know, the whole propaganda conversation and stuff going back and forth, you know, they both like threw it back at each other, and uh I think it is very disconcerting. You know, Ellie can't, con- you know, conceive of a world that that's not structured this way because this is what she's, you know, she this is what, you know, what she's used to. And, and and at is also like, you know, even though we know the crazy things that they, the bad things that they've done, you know, the captain's like making the point, you know, if we, if we go down, everything goes down. Right. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and now, and I did, it did start to pick up the moment they get scratched and then they, they go through or Riley goes through the options yeah, and yeah. and you and then they fade to black and you immediately snap back to present day and you realize like the whole correlation with the No, I'm going to stay and fight. I don't know if I can save him. I don't I don't know if if I'm just going to lose another person in my arms, but I'm going to do what Riley wanted to do and stay and fight. Enjoy every moment I can. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what she chooses to do. Um, and, and so I like that. I did too. Maybe if they had cut back and forth a little bit more, um, because honestly, by that point, I was also like, Oh yeah, this is how it started. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Um, but, but yeah, it, it definitely crescendoed. Um, yeah. And you know what really pisses me off? And we've had this discussion before people work on your thumbnails. I don't watch previews for next week. I don't, but I already know Troy Baker is going to be in next week's episode and I'm pissed off about it. And I've been very (laughs) tempted to not people do not tell me who he's playing because I have an idea in my mind. Mm -hmm. And, and so I'm curious, but I'm also in it's because it's a story I already know. I'm like, I'm preserving as much surprise as I can. Okay.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm sure our listeners who who have never played the game are thinking you right now as well.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I'm doing this selfishly. I I'm like, Hmm, I wonder if he's playing this one or this one. Hmm, That'd be interesting. And depending on what happens, we'll, we'll see. Um, but Yeah. yeah, which, which by the way, like, um, when, when the ban on, well, I don't know. We're going to have to talk about this when you can listen to the kind of funny reviews because they do spoil stuff that happens in season two. Um, yeah. which, yeah. you know, I, we, we didn't talk about this at the start of our new show, but it was announced this week that succession is ending with season four. Mm-hmm. And, and yep. I, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: as heartbroken as I am, I'm also looking at this from, well, you're going to go out on top. Okay. You're not going to yeah, beat the story. Yet. And yeah. for all of you people who are watching Last of Us, there's only going to be two seasons.
1: <laughs> <So>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm glad this is a good segue, too, just as we close, as we start to wind down here with Mandalorian um, and, and talk about runs and stuff. And uh, of course, the season does start tomorrow. And, and a question was presented to John Favreau: Have you? Uh, he, you know, he revealed that he has already written the next season of of the show. Um. But then the, the follow up is: Well, when do you think this thing may end? And he was like, I don't have an end in sight
0: because Will forced yeah. me to watch Book of Boba Fett. If you yeah. haven't watched it, go back and listen to our episodes where, yeah. where it's- especially when we discuss the last episode and maybe the episode before okay the last three
1: episodes last three, episodes. Last three episodes. episodes
0: yeah i think it's yeah, like go listen
1: to our reviews on that and yeah mando two and a half so go check yeah. it out
0: yeah because y'all if i had to watch it you at least have to listen to me talk <laughs> <laughs> all right well on that <laughs> note why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you
1: Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Will and W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K.
0: And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene Nerd. Find us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and visit our website, com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome.